That being said, this episode is called Some of Y'all Need Therapy, Not a Platform. Before we get into the shits, I need to actually ask Shan how has she been in the last couple weeks. How have you been? What you say? I was asking you, how have you been? Um, busy. Um, cold. It's cold as shit in Georgia. Um, there's no fucking snow. So what was the point of that? And uh, my kids have been with me for too many hours. I I, I would feel bad if these were somebody else's kids, but they're your kids. So, <laughs> so technically, I, like. Okay, having kids is a relationship. Greg's not there yet. Mm -hmm. Um, And hopefully Greg will never have to experience this level of it. Having two kids with two different personalities and you being the only adult in the house and their school has been closed for two days ain't it. Oh, okay. Okay. Now now you're making more sense to me because... Like, yeah. uh, we, we had the snow day, um, and I don't know if it's because I'm a parent now or I'm just, like, completely lazy, but there was snow on the ground, and most parents were like, oh, well, take your kids outside in the snow and let them go play. I was like, or we could just look out the window and know that there's snow there, and you could just stay in the house. You already, <laughs> you know, you already off of school, right? You should just go chill. So her school was like, hey, you know, we're closed. And I was like, great. That means I got to spend time with her. And then, like, you know, the wife, she's at home, too. And I'm used to, you know, working from home that day and nobody's at home. But instead, I got to deal with y'all. And that means my nap time, that's usually from like, you know, 1030 to 1230. Yeah, I know that's a two hour nap or whatever. Um, the wife decides that she wants to watch Real Housewives. I was like, no, no, we don't watch TV during these hours. Um, then the kid, she decides, you know, she wants to go play. We don't play during daddy's time. Like I have seven and a half hours of like kid free, wife free, just house, and I enjoy it. Yeah. So I guess what I'm saying is I I'm apologizing to you because I understand what you said now that you've explained it to me. But yeah. I'm not ready for that um that point in life where I have to worry about my kid actually talking back, uh, wanting to do things. My kid now enjoys play doh and playing by herself and being isolated, but eventually she's going to be able to open and un- like unlock doors and just come in and burst in and just bother me. Yeah. I, I I don't feel bad for you now, but I will in a couple years. So I'll just go with that. Come on. <laughs> um, I, I guess to keep it really brief with me, everything's been going good uh, work-wise and everything. I've just been r- relaxing. Um, and outside of that, I would just say, I've been trying to figure out like the podcast space again. Um, I've looked at or listened to both virtual and just audio only podcasts and the, the culture of them has kind of shifted. And when I say that, it's just a lot of podcasters that I've seen that I don't know if they're podcasts. It just feels like talk radio, like Donnie Simpson type of shit. And I, I won't say any names cause I don't want to start you no know, enemies and nothing like that in the podcast space. Cause I know how some of y'all get, but there was one that I was listening to and I was really entertained by like their previous episodes. Like you ever like just build a catalog of recent episodes of a show. And then there's just that one that just completely turns you off. No. Well, it it happened to me. (laughs) Um, And the reason why it happened to me was there was a guy that was on the show and it was, I forgot the the actual name of the show. I want to, I'll shout them out later, but 
there were these women that were talking and they usually have really good content and they just just like really vibrant they have a lot of like positive things to say and then this dude comes on the show and he's just just negative about everything bro and i'm like yo like the entire world is not like on fire like i don't understand why and he had said something <laughs> he had said something i'm not going to repeat it but it was just so like disrespectful to one of the hosts and i I want to say that they either had a relationship before or they talked in like in the past and the way that he kind of like brought it up was also like, Oh, well they definitely fucked before because her energy for the rest of the show kind of just like went downhill after that. Um, and that's why, you know, I just started listening to podcasts differently. I'm back on true crime podcast now because some of you niggas annoy me, especially the Instagram folks who, again, y'all don't have podcasts. I have, visual TikToks where y'all talk to each other. Y'all have essentially TikTok lives that have audio clips to them. That That's just my personal take, my personal opinion. But um, outside of that, that's just pretty much what I've been doing. Listening to podcasts, attempting to get on TikTok again, that's boring. And honestly, being consistent with loudmouth stereo, which means promotion, um, going and <laughs> putting on Instagram, which I really wasn't doing before. I'm trying to do better at that. And honestly, just being a podcaster again. So that's just the gist of things. Um, but let, let, let's just get back into the show because I wrote down about a month ago when this topic came up, Shane, I said, podcasts weren't meant to be a stage where you project nothing but negative or opinions on things you've never experienced. That was the premise I went on with you need therapy, not a podcast. Um, and the reason for that, for me, was because, like I said earlier, there's just a lot of people who really need therapy. They really need someone to talk to and not be the ones talking. Now, we've all listened to podcasts. We've all heard podcasts. Or if you have social media, you've seen these visual, like, think pieces, these diaspora wars, these gender wars, these, well, why do women do this? Why do men do that, right? And I just wanted to get Shan's personal take on, like, how do you, like, do you feel that a lot of podcasts now, or just in general, just project? How do you feel about it? Um, I feel like podcasting should be a place for a creative discussion. Um, that could be debates. That could be creating um, lists to educate people on certain things. Some people just do a podcast about conspiracy theories. Some people do a podcast about people coming on and sharing their experience in different countries. Um, but right now we're stuck. Some podcasters um, are stuck into this overdone, keep recycling the same shit back and forth, mad that you have a vagina, mad that you have a wang conversation. And my thing is like, people are forgetting that the internet is forever. People are forgetting that HR is a real person hired by their company that they work for during the day. People are forgetting that um, you talking about your trauma or the fact that your parents raised you in a manner that was not normal uh, on a mic is not the place for you to be unraveling. Uh, people are stuck into this mode of throwing dirt on the people that they've had relationships with, not understanding that you're telling the world that you spent 
two plus years, 10 plus years with this person that you despise the whole time. And you turned around and you had X plus kids with, and now you, you're telling the world as if you want sympathy for it. And it's just really exposing the fact that people don't believe in journaling anymore. People don't believe in uh, dealing with shit in-house anymore. People don't want to talk to their spouse. They want to talk to Facebook. They want to talk to um, the internet. They want to write letters about how this is the sixth time that their husband has give them, given them chlamydia. They want to tell people who are not in the professional business to give you proper information about your concerns. Shit. And the internet is forever, like I said, meaning if you said it once, even if you delete it, it is somewhere floating for someone to play back, someone to hear, someone to put in their group chat. Um, it's just like a nude that you send someone you like. I'm telling you, your nudes are in group chats. Your wow. nudes are saved. Your videos that you're not allowing people to uh, stitch or uh, download is being recorded through the screen. Like nothing is safe. So the best thing you can do as a podcaster is know your responsibility with that mm. mouth or that mic. Mm. And my thing is I'm completely for people going to a therapist, whether it's for your mind, whether it's for your anxiety, whether it's for your marriage, your trauma, the fact that uh, you're scared to leave your house. But the fact that instead of doing those things, you chose to get on the mic to tell the world how you're coping as if it's the right way to cope. Yes. It's irresponsible. Yes. Yes, and I'll piggyback there. Um, but first, let me play the voicemail because I, I definitely don't want her to not be heard. So this is Cashley. Shout out to you for listening. Hey, y'all. What's up, Greg? What's up, Shan? Um, <laughs> I'm so glad y'all are touching on this. So, so glad. Um, podcasters out today really just have one-track minds. Yes. You know, it, and it's all about the, I guess what they call the rage bait. Okay, who who can generate the most emotions off of their post and that turns into clicks and turns into some sort of revenue somewhere because, it, I mean, everybody's talking about the same exact thing. It's just yeah. one track mind, like, ain't y'all got nothing better to do? That's just what I look at when I see podcasters out today. They got nothing else better to do. I, right. I agree. Um I'll, I, both of you about to, you know, you said what I was about to say. I'll just add a little point of a lot of the experiences that I hear when I listen don't sound like these people are actually going through anything. They're just projecting. They've never actually been in these situations. Um, mm -hmm. Like the the relationship podcast, the, okay, um, I'll just throw one out there. Like the, the Cheesecake Factory situation. Like a lot of y'all don't really have these problems or y'all aren't really as um as outspoken as you are in real life i've never seen i'm just using my personal perspective i've never seen these arguments or these discussions happen in real life i haven't seen as a male so i don't want anybody to feel like this is becoming a gender thing because it's not but as a man who dates women and is married to a woman i've never been in the position um up until like recently when i've seen these things in real life where people are saying where they will and won't go on a first date with a person because 
their standards, you know, their standards are too high. Mm-hmm. And that leads to what Shan used to tell me, like we've done multiple episodes about stuff like this, which is when you're dating or getting to know somebody new, you should be able to have these conversations up front, right? Yeah. You should be able to discuss your your do's and don'ts, the things that you absolutely are not negotiating about the things that you know for a fact are kind of like a, a, a trauma for you or it's like a button for you that you just don't really want to deal with if you know for a fact that you don't eat seafood right you wouldn't want to go to like the ocean air or you know someplace that somebody's doing it that i get but i feel like a lot of the stuff is clickbait and rightfully so because again people are trying to make money now right but a lot of the experiences people are having i can't tell the difference anymore if it's just a skit or if yeah. it's really people just, they think like this. How do you feel, Shane? Same. So, like, um, you'll listen to a podcast, and maybe because they don't want to think through creating content for the people that's trying to listen to them, they'll have an experience from someone who has actually experienced something and make mm-hmm. it their own because they're just lazy creators. And it's mm-hmm. kind of like, if I wanted somebody to regurgitate letters of just drama to me, I would watch a soap opera like my mom watches. But I don't yep. want to watch that shit. I don't want to listen to that shit. And if it's not your personal experience, it's not um, responsible to share it. For instance, I have a parenting podcast called Cozy Womb. I don't sit on that podcast and talk about anything parenting-wise that I haven't experienced. I'm not going to tell you what it feels like to lose a child because I've never lost a child. I'm not going to tell you what it feels like to have a child with someone who has passed away because I've never experienced that. It's very, um, it's, it's like giving information on a drug and what it's going to do for you that's available for the public that you've never even taken. Yes. It's irresponsible. Yes. Um, I, w- I was talking with um, with Chrissy last night on uh, on the other show about the the woman who's gone viral. Like she was a therapist, right? And she got fired from being a therapist. And now That's she's that. just, I forgot what her name is. Um, if y'all know, please, you know, let us know. But she went from, you know, being a part of the audience to being the show, right? And she was listening to other people's traumas and stuff like that. And now it just, I don't want to say she, she to me looks damaged, but it definitely looks like she's spiraling out of control because of the, the clout or the idea of, okay, now I have this attention. How can I keep their attention by continuing to escalate these things? Do you agree? You know, you, you ever seen kids when their parents show up to pick them up from daycare or school, they start acting an ass. Yes. It's that, but with adults. Instead of you uh, speak on how you fucked up your career mm. and, and, and your livelihood, you're doubling down on being wrong louder because that's getting you more attention. And that's what she's yes. doing. Yes, yes. And it, it, it bothers me. And it shouldn't because somebody would say, well, Greg, it shouldn't bother you because it's not you. But it's like, that's what I'm being force fed. Like the algorithm and someone will say, well, the algorithm can change. You can adapt to your algorithm. Like, I don't even think it works like that anymore. Like if you, if you look like for me, I looked at a TikTok for probably five seconds too long. 
and now my feed is just that. Like when I say just that, meaning obviously there's the other stuff I look at, but now they started to insert it because it caught my attention for longer than five seconds. And and there's no longer an option for, at least on TikTok, where I can just say not interested. They've removed that. So I can't go and say, you know what, this doesn't interest me. I just have to continue to swipe past it every time I see it, which again, it's a little bit daunting, but it just is what it is. I'm gonna shut up really quick because we got two voicemails and we'll get right back to it. Shouts out to Greg. Shouts out to Shane. What up, Shane? What's going on? Feel me and what's going on right now? I'm listening to y'all, man. I'm on here. All right. What's going on, man? And then we got one from John. I feel like it's just a generational thing. This generation, basically, if you're, I want to say, 30 and under, you haven't experienced anything. They just talk. <laughs> mm. 30 and older, we've lived. We've done things. We're older. We understand what it takes to grind. These millennials, they want everything handed to them. And it's just crazy how they feel entitled to everything without having to work for it. That right. Go ahead, Shan, because I already know you, you about to go off on this one. Go ahead. Okay. What's so crazy is most of the people in this generation who are out here looking crazy are the product of their parents. So we mm. are experiencing people who had parents that never did their parental work. People who are the product of parents that chose to do a double shift instead of go home and raise your kids. Um, and now we have kids that were raised by a microwave that are now talking about dating and how it's a red flag if a man knows how to cook for himself. It's a red flag if a woman knows how to reverse back into a parking spot. It's a red flag if um, she's willing to build things or remodel shit in her kitchen. She needs a man. Or if a woman has a vagina and doesn't want to reproduce, there's no purpose for her to be living like stupid shit that you feel like you need to get on the mic and say. I think it's completely fine for something to be your personal opinion, but yeah. for you to get on the mic and say something as if it's law, is just ignorant. So yeah. I, it's kind of like, I don't blame the people that's on their phones because they pay a bill and they have internet access 100% of it. But I do think it's like also their parents not caring what they were going to turn into. <clears throat> Agreed. Agreed. Uh, I don't even have anything to piggyback on that one. It's just, it's just the truth. Um, there for me with social media, sometimes I kind of dig a little bit too deep down the rabbit hole and that's why I've kind of like scaled back from it. And I have to thank Shan for that. Like we talked about it before, even like the episode we've done previously about, like me scaling back from not social media, but from the the celebrity side of it, the the news and the hot topics and stuff like that, because it was starting to make me jaded about like real life shit. And Shan said something that I've kind of like stuck with me, like, I'm sorry, that stuck with me forever is once you close your phone and you close out all this stuff, like most of the stuff that people are worried about on social media don't really happen in the real world or in real life. Once you go outside and touch grass, it, the shit don't really be happening. But I don't see it. Like, and maybe 
it's because, and this probably will sound like an excuse, a lot of the problems, a lot of the issues that come up on social media is because, uh, I guess people are performative and they feel as though their tribe, their audience, their, their folks, their crew are on social media. Um, and that brings me to like a point, I'm probably going to skip around on the docket real quick, is about Clubhouse. Now, say how say what you want to say about Clubhouse. Um, I have my opinion. Shannon has hers. I'm sure you guys have yours as well. Um, I felt like Clubhouse was the best um, test to see how different personalities can all co-mingle and coexist while learning each other, right? Like everybody's stuck in the house. Let's figure out how we can connect and build, right? Mm. And that's what, it, that's what it started with. And then it became a, I hate to sound like disrespectful, it became like a cesspool of misinformation and people just saying, I said what I said. With, with <laughs> no backing, no research, just I said what I said. Yeah, I'm probably wrong, but you can't change my mind. And that, <laughs> to me, and it's on the docket that I blame Clubhouse, and you can even say Twitter Spaces for you know small cases for being the launching pad for people who really don't need microphones. <laughs> and it's it's so fucked up to say that as a podcaster because it sounds like I'm hating, right? But when I listen to a lot of these podcasts, these are conversations that were happening on Clubhouse, and we hated them then, and now we have this situation where we have podcasts that regardless if you've listened to them for years or if you're just like all right they went on a hiatus they came back but now they're talking different their the content's different it's like yo this you're not the same you and i'm sure nobody would be the same person after they've just pretty much spent like three or four years in their, of their lives like quarantined in the house and things like that but i'm a strong believer in that should have been enough time for you to get your shit together and figure out your your do's and your don'ts, the things that you care about, and more importantly, to discover yourself. I had to discover myself, you know, and I would hope that other people did that as well. You have to figure out, you know what, like, I want to lose weight. I want to be better at drawing. I want to just be a better person. Like, that's what I thought that we were kind of getting to during the pandemic. And obviously, that's, you know, not a majority case, but there are definitely a lot of people who came out of the pandemic better people. And then you have the others who are like, how can I monetize every fucking thing? And yeah. I'm I'm pro monetizing. Shan will tell you, most of the times, Greg, except for this one sponsor, we ain't gonna speak on them. Like I'm down for monetizing everything. If I can get on a platform and make money, I'm with it. However, everything that comes with monetizing means that like you still need to be authentic to you. You you have to have a knowledge of what your fan base is. You also have to be self-aware of who you are. If you started as a sports podcast, don't all of a sudden start doing like Club Shay Shay because they, you know, had the run with Cat Williams and now all of a sudden they're doing like Red Table Talk type of shit. And that's no disrespect to them, but certain shows can do that, but I just don't think every show should. Um, and that's why, you know, again, the topic is some of y'all need therapy because there are way too many podcasts that, I've seen on social media because I refuse to actually listen <laughs> to them live. Just the 30 to 60 second clips, Shan, are so bad. It's like, yo, these people, they don't touch grass. They don't go outside. They are, are they projecting or do they like really need fucking help? 
I've seen people exposing their exes, talking about um, like how many like STDs and stuff they have. I'm like, yo, like over like again, the internet is fucking forever, and it's not even just the internet. Somebody could say, oh, you know, that's AI, or they just tweeted it, but they could have gotten their accounts hacked. It's like, no, these idiots are on camera. It's them, <laughs> and they're talking about some of the most outrageous fucking shit. And I, you know, I've done it. I've talked about the hat story at the the sex party. I've talked about you know, sexcapades, the stuff that happened in my past, right? However, that stuff happened in the past and you've had to grow from that. There are a lot of people, and like John said, a lot of young people who haven't really lived life. They're living the shit as they go and they're talking about it. That's like, that's that's not what we do. Or maybe that's not what I'm used to. I grew up in that era of, again, I'll say like 08, 09 Twitter, where like the stuff that we said, contrary to popular belief, was worse than the shit now like yeah they doing drugs and all the other crazy shit they're doing now but you used to be able to say shit to people and they wouldn't get offended but they definitely would let you know quick like hey like you don't know me in real life like shit like that now people just saying hey meet me here you know i'll fight you i'll kill i'm like what what is going on are we really at that point where the world has gone to to shit there was a a woman uh, this week, actually, I, I won't say her name. I won't give her any free promo, but she allegedly dated a deceased rapper, right? And she decided that she was going to tell social media she was going to put the video on OnlyFans. And I said, there is no fucking way this is happening. We, we've literally gotten to the point where it's like, again, it, is it a trauma? Is she like missing the dude? Is it what? We don't know the like definitive answers, right? But to me, knowing the difference between some who's actually going and like having symptoms of trauma or people who just honestly want somebody to ask them if they're okay and then people who are what i would deem to be like clout chasing people who are just saying you know what if it's gonna get me clicks if it's gonna you know generate comments cool that moment and i'm sure i'll apologize if i'm completely wrong about this but the fact that you were monetizing on a dead person and the sex tape you had with them that shit to me is not trauma that is absolutely and i can vouch just for me not saying not the show for greg that shit is well shock value that shit is to me what i would deem to be clout trauma right leading into that because that was the next talking point for me was clout trauma shan do you feel like the experiences of what john said the people who are younger right do you think that they actually are going through this trauma and that's the only way that they can get the like the message out that they're going through something and if so like what would be a better way of them kind of like letting people know that they're going through these traumas um i don't think it's a trauma i think it's just being addicted to attention um having access to so many people at your fingertips and watching other people find success in the numbers find, watching other people find success in um being famous quote unquote and thinking okay that's my route uh i think people that go to work that work a nine to five are stupid I think people who want to go to the grocery store to get a check that's going to be X, Y, and Z is dumb. I'm going to become a uh, reality star. I'm going to become TikTok famous. I'm going to become Instagram famous. 
I'm going to become um, the next best YouTuber so I don't have to work a regular job. I see more carts when I go to the grocery store outside that would never happen in the early 2000s because teenagers knew that their ass needed a job and needed to be outside the house working at a grocery store, being a cashier, uh, bagging shit, Mm -hmm. um, or working at Home Depot, or doing something physical with their bodies outside their house and not on their phone so much. Now it's kind of like all these teenagers, all these 20 year olds feel like I need to become a millionaire by the time I'm 22 or I'm a nobody. I need to have uh, 150,000 just like that boy in Ohio or my life is shit. It's like, it's no longer cool to be your age. It's no longer cool to have your own experience. It's no longer cool to not learn in your own process of timing. It's like everybody's looking to the right or looking to the left placing judgment and having this um, egotistical idea of what my success is about to look like because it happened to them or it happened to her. That may not be your lane. Mm. And until people get comfortable with the fact that podcasting like a Joe Rogan is not your lane, Mm -hmm. find your lane of podcasting because there's an audience for you, I think it's going to be this constant I'm going to make a podcast tomorrow and it's going to be like this, but I'm going to call it this. But if you didn't put titles to this shit, everybody would think this is the same fucking podcast. It's just somebody else speaking. And if that's the case, then you shouldn't do a podcast. If you're going to get on a podcast as a 30-year-old man and the only uh, guests that you invite are other 30-year-old men that only date 22-year-olds or younger, and you want to sit and belittle women on a show because having a woman on the show as a guest that's around your age range is not entertaining, then you suck as a host. You suck as a creator. Bingo. That shit right there. Women under 22 years old that are just figuring out how their bodies work are supposed to fuck up. Yep. But you as a 30-year-old man, you shouldn't feel like a man because you're talking down to someone who just became a real legal teenager. Mm. But honestly, like again, that that goes to what you were saying earlier about like it it's not even for them anymore. Like they're not having those podcasts and those discussions because they want insight and new information. They they're doing it because they know that they're talking to people who you know, even credits to John, like, they don't know any fucking better. Like, if we look at our 20, I get it, we're quote-unquote old, because we're older than 30, right? But when we look down, or when we look at, you know, 22, 23-year-olds, I would, hopefully I'm speaking for the both of us when I say this, like, we would say to them, it's like, okay, if you think 22, 23 is hard right now, like, just imagine when you actually have responsibilities, right? And a lot of the experiences that they have could be much worse and they really haven't gone through shit. Um, I, I definitely sound really like get off my lawn right? Like, Oh, like you ain't experienced anything. It sound like the old hate man, but it's like a lot of stuff that I hear them say, it's just like, 
wait a minute, like you have, you literally have access to the world. And I've had it too. Like I've gone through the, the Blackberry phase and the, the, the social media phase and stuff like that. But a lot of them, when I say them, like people who are younger than us, they're talking, you know, like, okay, they're 22, but they've lived the life of a 40 to 45 year old because they're trying to experience everything in like this, this time capsule of three to five years. And it don't work like that. Like, if I could go back, and I know it's going to sound crazy to say that, but if I could go back, not to 22 to 25, but if I could just go back to Greg at 30 and be like, hey, just save up a little bit more money, <laughs> like just, you know, invest in things that you could have invested in. Uh, more importantly, have conversations with people who are one your age and like people who are a little bit older than you and see how you could do better at the things that you do, right? Or do better at what you want to do. These people that I've talked to, um, cousins included, family included, when I talk to them, it's almost like they have the answers and they're telling me. Like I had a cousin who at the Christmas party was telling me, oh, Greg, now you don't know, you're a little bit older, man. He's like, the streets is different. Um, the, the dating world is sing, you know, is crazy. The women, they just, they don't know what they want from a man, blah, 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 blah. And in my head, I'm like, but you don't have anything. Like, what, what do you have to, yeah. when I, <laughs> like, it, it's crazy when you hear it's people like, say it's shit. It's like when, when men who uh, get a job that's paying them 25K a year say, I'm not getting married because she's going to take all my money. Yes. You have nothing to say. Nothing, nothing. Like, bro, like you, 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 you literally had to ask your mom to, like, buy the bottle for you for the Christmas part. Like, I, it's, it's certain shit to me that somebody would say, well, Greg, you kind of shitting on the youth. It's like, I'm not shitting on the youth. I'm like, I know where I was at 22, 23, and I wasn't shit then. I, I can comfortably say anybody who knows Greg knows for a fact that Greg wasn't shit at 22, 23. I just started getting it together because I realized, one, I had to. Two, like, you know, we've said before, the, the streets ain't safe. Dating, you know, the pool has pee in it, all these other things. I would not wish being single on anybody who is 22, 23 right now. I would not. In the 30s, I'm like, I feel like at that point, you, you start being around people who either want to get their shit together or have no choice but to get their shit together, right? They're like, hey, uh, I, I got to figure some shit out. Get a little bit older. I got to figure some stuff out. But at 23, it's hard to convince somebody, hey, I want to settle down. I want to get into a relationship. I want to, you know, honestly just be with somebody. I've been alone long enough. But at 22, 23, you're like, yo, I just got out of college. I've been fucking around for three, four years. All that other shit, nah. I ain't trying to hear all that bullshit, right? That that ain't for I will, me. Okay, I will say this. I'm gonna give them this credit. Go ahead. What we were dealing with at 22 is not what 22 year olds today are dealing with, mm -hmm. because society, this government, these apartments are expecting 22 year olds to be able to pay three times the rent. And the rent is starting off at sixteen hundred a month. Mm -hmm. I wasn't bringing home a sixteen hundred dollar check at twenty two, yeah. and so a lot of times I could see how a twenty two year old in today's time will feel defeated because all of these things that society tells you. When, well, I, when I was in your, your age, I had my own apartment. When I was your age, I was uh, driving my own car and my parents didn't help me pay for it. you damn right they didn't. But right now, you could have a 2010 Nissan in New York and you're paying $600 a month in insurance. Mm -hmm. 
and that's the reality of the shit is the fact that everything that's supposed to be a normal and a slow creep today is like seven times what it was for us so i remember if i had a phone bill in my 20s my boyfriend was paying that and that was 50 dollars right now you could barely find a phone bill that's fifty dollars that yeah. has internet. You, you like a twenty-two year old does not want to go to work and whip out their Nokia when they want to make a call. And it it was created to be that way because they know the pressure that a nineteen-year-old would have, a twenty-year-old will have being amongst their peers that may have parents that's willing to go to Sephora and let a nine-year-old run up a tab of $500 on makeup and shit that they do mm-hmm. not need. First of all, why the okay. fuck is a nine-year-old in Sephora? Yeah. Well, let, let me give you some pushback though. Cause I, I agree with everything you're saying. Absolutely. Everything you're, you, you know, what you're saying, the pushback would be, yes, we had it a little bit easier. Like you said, phone bills of $50 and stuff like that. But how do you feel about these people who, when I say people, meaning the ability to, just men and women alike, to just create off of a hobby? Like, again, podcast being number one. Like, I'm sure that, you know, some podcasters, not all, can monetize. Um, You have content creators where their careers, like, they may have never held down a nine to five. They don't know what a 401k is. They don't know how to write a check and stuff like that. What they do know, however, is... They get paid ten, fifteen thousand dollars a month on OnlyFans. They get money from TikTok. Like, you know, how how do you feel about that? And the reason why I, I asked like, was I feel like okay. it's balance. I feel like it's balance. At every mm-hmm. level, there's things at twenty-two that I should have known when I was twenty-two that I did not know. At yeah. this level, let's say I was twenty-two today, and me not knowing how to write a letter to send it in the mail, that would be my fault that would be my mom's fault that would be my dad's fault that would be my teacher's fault uh if i didn't know how to write a check first of all i didn't write my first check until i was 30 something mm-hmm. because i was using direct deposit or i was swiping a card like there was always money on this shit. you mm-hmm. know what i'm saying i was told chantal do not get a credit card and i was like okay i'm not and as soon as i got approved from the bitch I was swiping it like I didn't have to pay that shit back. And that's the reality of the situation. Now it's kind of like by the time my girls get to an age where legally they can move out on their own, I really have to have a real conversation with myself and with them like, can I afford for you to live out my house and make mistakes and then have to come back here and I have to fit, help you fix those mistakes so you can go back outside? No, sit your ass in this house. Don't worry about having utilities yet. Don't worry about having to pay rent yet. Get a job, go outside, build your experience. And when you fully feel like you can walk mm-hmm. out this door and not need me on a daily basis and you're not gonna make some stupid ass mistakes, go ahead. But we have people out here who are proud to be outside their parents' house. Thank God that you even have parents that have a house still. Um, You have an apartment or you moving with your boyfriend or your girlfriend. You haven't paid your rent in five months because you're worried about your boyfriend being able to have a Dodge Charger 
while you're in a one-bedroom apartment. You think it's cute to have a puppy, and then you think it's cute to create a life and have a baby, and you're constantly going to work and buying coffee and worried about a fucking Stanley Cup Mm -hmm. while there's a fucking big pink slip of eviction on your fucking door. Like, the priorities for a lot of people today are so out of whack, and I get to see it every day at work where people will think I can walk into a fucking dealership, buy a 2024 car, uh, pay whatever I want for the down payment, get insurance, and then question every cent about why the insurance is this high. Bitch, those parts for that car hasn't even come to this country yet. Hello. What up, y'all? I hope you're enjoying the show. This is season four. If you haven't checked out this show before, please browse through, okay? And if you would like to support this show, we do have a merch shop called Loudmouth Stereo. Shop with Teespring. All right, check out shambypotting.com for more details and enjoy the show. And the reality of the situation is on a daily basis, we use um, podcasting and other people's experiences as if it's law to the point where we're in denial about what our real lives look like. Yeah, I agree with that because I know for me as a listener to podcasts, as well as, you know, somebody not who just consumes it, but produces, you know, produces as well, Jesus Christ. But when I listen to it, I'm like, okay, like, is that how other people like, is that how they think? Is that how they function? It's, it's good to hear it from time to time. It's like, okay, like, that's a better way of handling that. Like when you had mentioned about having your kids stay with you and, you know, just even after the fact that they become adults and stuff, that may or may not have been afforded to people, you know, of our age. At you know, I'm 36. So when my mom was like, well, you can stay here, but here are rules. Me, I rule. What the fuck you mean rules? It was like, oh, I got, I got to pay you, and you giving me rules. It's like, nah. Like, I'll just, you know, I'll fend for myself, right? That's how I felt about it at twenty-two. I was like, yo, oh, like, get the fuck, like, oh, no. like, oh, you know, what's so crazy about what you just said? What's that? Even right now, me living in this house, all the utilities being in my name, the truck, the car insurance, the the fucking trash I got to pay every two months. If you move out and you live by yourself, you still have rules. And then people beat themselves up at a job that they fucking hate to move in somewhere that has uh, HOA fees, that has fucking rules about your grass, that has fucking rules about uh, snow coming in and the fact that even if the snowstorm came in, you need to shovel your driveway or you need to shovel a pathway. And if you don't, we're going to find you. There's rules everywhere. So a, a lot of times... It's kind of like when you're in a relationship, you pick you pick your arguments. Yeah. You pick the shit but, that you gonna shut up about. But again, like when it comes, you had mentioned rules, right? Do you feel as though, and I'm I'm probably projecting because I, I want to get a definitive answer. Is do you feel like the people who are younger than us, and even us, just you know, just a grand scope, do you feel like we feel like we are against rules, or we just completely buck the system because we don't? 
feel as though rules are necessary? I don't feel like my generation feels like rules are not necessary. I feel mm-hmm. like this new generation feels like the rules that were set in place for us no longer apply and are unnecessary mm. until they find themselves in a fuck up, fucked up situation that they can't get out of. Yeah, I have to agree with that one. Um, again, like cousins, family members and stuff like that. I, I've had these these hard talks of trying to figure out where like, they were mentally with certain stuff. And the rent thing came up. And I was telling them, I was like, hey, like, luckily for us, like, we had family members who had saved up money so we could get a home and stuff like that, right? Because for me, I, I can comfortably say I was fucking off on money, like, a lot in my 20s. Nightclubs, like, Thursday, <laughs> Friday, Saturday, going out, being a hoe, just doing shit I had no business doing. <laughs> but again, life comes at you fast. Like, I'm 36. Like, when people are talking about, so what are you going to do for your 40th? I'm like, bro, can I get to 37 first? What, what are we doing, right? So at 23, you feel kind of immortal like okay all that shit can wait but for them i feel like they have more responsibilities like their taxes like you said are higher their bills are higher their phone bills now fucking two three hundred dollars they have more responsibilities and someone would say well they also make more money than you did at 22 23 that could be true but it's also the job market there's a lot of variables that could really like if you aren't like strong-minded enough to get through that you're gonna be kind of fucked up trying to figure out okay it's just me like do i want three roommates or do i want a spot to myself oh mm-hmm. and by the way the rent's gonna be 28 20 you know 2800 a month you got people who don't know how to cook uh, again i i have to shit on my cousin a little bit because i thought it was funny <laughs> when he asked, he asked me he was like so greg like when you go and you you boil your rice or whatever right when you want to make it al dente i was like wait wait rice I don't think rice is al dente. I was like, pasta is al dente, right? And he says to me, he was like, yeah, man, you know what? I don't even use my kitchen no more. Like, the, what did he say? He was like, he got his apartment and he was afraid to use the stove because he got drunk and left the stove on preheat for 350. I told him, I was like, yeah, but the thing is like, if your stove is just preheat, like preheated, eventually after 60 minutes, it'll turn off because of the one that he had, right? But he tells me, he was like, yo, Greg, I don't know how to cook. He was like, everything gets thrown in the air fryer. I'm like, bro, like, no, no. Like everything just can't be air fried. You have to learn how to cook because but that's again, his parents' fault. Yes. Like I can I can sit here and tell you, yeah, my mom has five kids. I'm the youngest mm-hmm. and I did not have to cook for myself until I was twenty eight. Yeah. But and, again, and it's not because nobody was cooking around me. It's not because um mm-hmm. I I was scared of the stove. It's because I just knew if I said I'm hungry. It could be four in the morning. My mom is going to get up and cook for me. Yeah. Should but he also, add to it? No. But were you also the type of kid who, well, not when I say kid, like young adult, when, were you the same young adult who, when you would see your parents cook, when you see your mom cook, you would also kind of like take little mental notes. It's like, okay, like no. this is what she do. No. You didn't do that at all? Oh. Okay. So that, okay. So that's, we agree to an extent about that. Like, there were certain things that I would catch on. Like, I didn't stand in the kitchen and watch my grandmother and my mother cook, right? I, that just wasn't me. However, what I would do is when I became of age and I had to learn how to cook, there were certain things I would pick up on. And I was like, oh, yeah, this is how, like, she kept her cast iron pan. And this is, like, how she would cook certain. I didn't know it to, like, a T, but I would definitely ask these questions, right? 
which again, just circling back to like the cousin, which it, it became an argument at one point because he was trying to explain that people his age don't have the time to cook. He was like, yeah, I'd rather spend $60 on Uber Eats than cook. And we're all at the Christmas party trying to figure out like, yo, like where's this? I don't want to say it was warped logic, but it was like, how does that make sense? Like you would rather go and spend $60 for one meal than go to the grocery store and just buy groceries. And his pushback is, well, I, you know, I would spend $200 a month on groceries, but I'm like, but you're spending $60 a day on food, which could, again, they, they literally broke out the, not Excel spreadsheet, but they broke it down to him and was like, hey, like in a week, if you're spending $300 on that, those four meals, that could have been groceries for a month for you, just one person, right? And he eventually caved and he was saying, you know what, like I have to be more responsible with my money when he was telling us what he was actually spending the money on. He was like, oh, he has Netflix, he has all these things, but he's like, he never has time to do them because he's always going out with his friends. Um, he went on a trip just by himself for his birthday, he decided he wanted to go to the DR, right? He goes to the DR, and he's like, yeah, you know, I'm gonna go for my birthday, I'll be there for like four or five days, and when he came over to my house, and he was like, well, Greg, he's like, y'all fridge is full, y'all got shit in y'all fridge, he's like, yeah, ain't nothing in mine, and I was like, like, why? Like, I know it sounds crazy, because again, married with kids, but I've never seen someone just say, you know what, I just, I'm comfortable with not having food in my fridge. And this isn't me shitting on him, but it was just the, you know, the kind of matter of factly way he went about it. Like, yeah, I have food in my house. Like, no big deal. I, you know, I'll just go to Uber Eats. And it's like, no, bro, absolutely not. And that just goes back to the circular conversation of not just trauma, but just how some of the younger people think versus how some of us think. When I got my first spot, like, I was like, oh, I don't really need to have groceries because I'm going out. So I felt him with that. But I also knew for a fact that I needed things, like I needed snacks, I needed stuff. I didn't have Uber Eats to, you know, spend $60 on. It was like, all right, on the way home, I'm going to stop at the grocery store or something like that, have something, you know, to kind of like sustain me until I can go back outside. So when it snowed, which was what, Tuesday night, it snowed on Tuesday and he was leaving out like today. He actually got to the DR today. Shout out to him. Happy birthday. So he tells me, he was like, yeah, when I get back home, I got to go grocery shopping and everything like that. And I was like, like, honestly, like that would have been something for me at 36 that I would have done before. And he was like, no, I'm not thinking about it now because like I'm in party mode. I want to go to the DR, I'm going to hang out and everything. I'm like, but what happens if you spend too much money? Maybe I'm being a little bit too logical and I'm overthinking it, but that's just me at 36. Me at 22, I would have probably done the same thing. Hey, I'm going to go to DR. I'm going to have fun. When I get back, if I got $20, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to just Chipotle that shit. I'm going to dollar menu it. And that's where I saw him. But I also see a lot of people with not the same mind frame, but the more so like, I'll figure it out when I get there, right? Like, oh, well, right now it's not that important. It's not that deep. I don't need to worry about things like getting into a relationship at 23 because you're always going to be women around. You know, there's always going to be men around for women and stuff like that just to kind of make the conversation like equal. But then I'm like, yo, like, I used to think it like that at 22. And the one thing, the one conversation I had with a group of our friends from high school, we bust out the yearbook. And, you know, again, this is a, a trigger for anybody who gets upset at what Greg says. I've said worse, right? But we burst out the yearbook at one of my friends, like, birthday functions. And we went down a list of people who had kids, like, 
immediately after high school, right? And out of a class of, I would say, it was 118 of us. Out of the class of 118, there were 16 people who did not have kids immediately after high school. And the reason why we know like this to be true is because everybody in that little bubble of high school, once they graduated, they went to college or whatever, but then they came back and they were around the people that they knew, right? They knew, oh, this person at high you know, we went to high school together. You know, I always had a crush on them. A lot of them are dating or married or had kids with people from high school, right? And now when I, like, I ask my cousin, I ask other people, I'm like, yo, like, where do you go to meet people? Like, y'all obviously, you're not talking to y- y'all folks from high school and college anymore. So, like, where do you go and meet people? And I, I wasn't expecting his answer. He said, yo, I really just meet most of the people now that he wants to date, like, women and stuff from Facebook and Instagram. I say, yo, like, is that that's the new thing? Like, that's where people are meeting? He was like, yeah, like, the online dating sites aren't a thing anymore, Shane. He was like, yo, like, the, I'm, I'm probably dating myself, telling, like, these names, like, okay, Cupid, Plenty of Fish, um, <laughs> Tinder, like, I, again, I, I'm married, so I don't know what these, like, what the new app is. I know I, we talked about Bumble before, right? So, they have Bumble, but when he was telling me, he was like, yo, like, they're weirdos on there. There are some people who really aren't the persons that they are. They're catfishing and shit, right? But he was like, what he does is a lot of people, even if they went to school together, if they didn't, he would have mutual friends. So they all connect through like, oh, there's an event for our high school friends and they'll meet a girl with that group of friends and they'll end up connecting on Facebook or Instagram and they start talking through that. And then I asked him, I was like, okay, but I would think that you have more ways of meeting people. And I asked him, which to me, somebody was, again, going to get upset. I was like, do you actually meet people in real life? Do you go to a bar, to a restaurant? Because again, you're young enough, you're going out, you're having all these moments to like spend time, right? He says to me, he was like, yeah, I would, but all the women are in their phones. All of them are, you know, telling me what their expectations are and telling me what they will and won't, you know, want from a guy. And he, again, making a circular, they're projecting on, so you know, the stuff that they've seen from social media, those expectations of what they would want from a person because of, again, what they've seen on social media on the people that they meet in real life, right? So I guess what I'm attempting to, to get to is just the, you know, the idea of the therapy and just, I'm, I'm trying to find like a definitive like way of saying this. Have we just gotten conditioned to the point where with social media and podcasts and stuff like that, we're starting to apply it to our everyday lives where if that's the rules that have been set for one group of people, if it sounds good, we just go with that. Um, Dating, therapy, um, social media, like if more than enough people like it, more than enough people engage with it, that's the new standard, that's the new rule, and that's what we're going with for now. How, How do you feel? Okay. So while you were talking, I was thinking about what did our parents have at, you know, their 30s and 40s and shit? They had mm-hmm. daytime shows. They had mm. daytime talk shows or men at work were talking at lunch or mm-hmm. in the barbershops and it was about what they saw in the news or the game or what's going on in the world socially not on a 
a, mm-hmm. a computer, right? Or a phone. I think now that everybody's so on the go, maybe yeah. we don't have time to sit around and watch talk shows. And we don't have time to sit in the barbershop and have conversation because now you can't even walk into a barbershop and be like, can somebody cut me? You need to schedule it on an app. So I think the talk shows have now evolved into podcasts. Agreed. The the issues or the situations have now evolved into, did you see that live? Did you watch that video? Did you catch that clip? To the point now, some podcasters don't even come up with content for their show. They just pick Mm. the most um, talked about clips on social media and talk about it on their show and make that the content. Which is like, who the fuck told you I wanted to have a group chat podcast? Because that's basically what it is. When we're in our PodFam group chat, we might share Mm -hmm. a video or thoughts on a video and have a conversation about it. People are out here making that the content as if it's an everyday thing or this applies to everybody. Um, Someone will go on a live show and someone will clip it and be like, it's pointless to start a business and support, let's say support black business because that's not going to help us um, Mm. close the wealth gap. Well, you're basically telling millions of people who want to start their business or invent something. You might as well not try. Like people don't think about the ripple effect of what they're saying on a larger scale because me personally, this is my thought. And the thing is, yes, if you want to be real about it, there's no way for any group of uh, people who are black in the United States to close the wealth gap and get it closer to predominantly white people in this country because they are generations ahead of us. You know what I'm saying? If we if we wanted to get supplies, we're going to go through them or we're going to go through Asians. If we wanted mm. to make something big on a global level or have global wealth, we're going to end up creating something that's so great that society wants and we're going to end up having to sell it. So yes, to an extent, you are correct. But the whole thing is supporting someone who had a dream to have their own business that might be their top tier of where they want to take it. Like, who mm. are you to shit on the fact that this is their goal? And I yep. think a lot of people may get on a mic and say things today that will completely uh, disintegrate someone's goal mm. or thought in a couple of sentences because this is my personal thought. And so mm. a lot of times you really have to ask yourself before you press play on a podcast, can I handle what may come out of this person's mouth? Can I handle society having uh, an opinion on how I may want to teach my child or what I may want to feed my child? Or can I handle the backlash that's going to come from me telling the world how my mom wasn't shit? Mm. Because if you want to really be real about it, 
anything that I say might be triggering to somebody. Anything that you say on your show from your personal experience might be triggering to somebody. You can't tiptoe around life and and then try to talk down to people who have a completely different opinion about something you said. You got to be willing to deal with the people who agree with you. You got to be willing to deal with the people who don't agree with you, but you don't have to be disrespectful about it. And I think a lot of people are willing to completely deplete their integrity, completely be okay with their grandparents or their parents watching them give fellatio on Instagram Mm. for, for a podcast and completely turn around and be like, you know what? I'm rebranding. I know you haven't seen me in a couple of years, but I no longer go by Superhead. This is my name now. Like people are literally rebranding, creating a different name, showing up to the public as a different name as if people can't Google. Exactly. And so my thing is like, to save yourself in the future as a podcaster or a content creator, move with integrity the whole time. Mm. You know what I'm saying? I'm not, I don't care if my kids grow up and play any of my podcasts back from 2018 up till now. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to mm-hmm. be ashamed about it. And the reality is I was just talking to um, Ant from Too Much Game Podcast. I said, if I really wanted to have clout or get good and bad attention or get um, a lot of dollars from strange people who have no self-discipline, I can easily say, you know what? Forget me working a job. Forget me paying my uh, bills with integrity. I'm going to start an OnlyFans. Yep. Or I'm going to leave my house in my drawers and there's somebody to say something to me and I'm going to be proud about all the attention I'm getting. I'm going to be completely comfortable with complete strangers seeing my body and sharing my body and sending me monthly uh, dollars to support the fact that I send them pictures or I answer their text messages. Mm -hmm. But I can't turn around and be like, if somebody asks me, would you be okay if your daughters grew up and wanted to do what you do? Absolutely not. They're not going to be like me. Mm. What? But that's what we're dealing with out here. We're dealing with people who get on a podcast, talk about, oh, I'm a hot girl. I do real hot girl shit. And I'm just out here being a city girl. And you got kids at home. And and when somebody asks you a question, you're just like, no, they're not going to be like me. They're going to be (laughs) different. How you figure? Facts. Facts. (laughs) Like, it it can't be both. It it, it cannot be both. Why do you feel like it's okay for you to influence other people's children in a derogatory way, but have such a strong, uh, super above all hierarchy opinion about what, what greatness your child is about to be? And the crazy part about that is even uh, a um, two-parent home and somebody's a preacher and they have their grandparents involved and if anybody broke up the the dad and his new wife is involved and everybody's involved that child has everything they need that child man 
or or girl will grow up and still be a hoe still be in the streets it's a personal choice so a lot of times people try to make it seem like oh you became who you became and you started a podcast talking about x y and z because of your upbringing because you Mm -hmm. didn't grow up in a two-parent home or you grew up in this part of the city or yeah if you were raised up north this wouldn't have happened or if you was raised down south you would have turned out it doesn't matter where your child is it doesn't matter uh what upbringing they have they have two parents in the home grandparents in the home at a certain point with everything that your dad teaches you and your mother teaches you your children make a decision on who they're going to be facts facts so before we land i want to give anybody who's listening live on stereo the opportunity to like say what they feel obviously you have the voicemail button there we're going to play it and you know just how you feel about like the the entire episode how you feel about like do you think that social media podcasts are doing too much like what are your thoughts and opinions on that and while they leave the voicemails i wanted to just for shannon i promote a, a few of our uh podcasts that we think are good in that space like for me i'm picking drake um drake from everything culture so for me being like one of the the last friends of drake like i met him through you know shan and baylor and like Gigi's there as well but going and listening to not just how drake speaks how he interacts with people and the stories that people tell tying it into like therapy and things like that i feel like there's always context to people's actions on his show the reason why they do these things there's an explanation for it and regardless of the age of the person they could be 25 they could be 45 he asks questions that not only allow people to think but it also allows them to kind of self-evaluate their behavior and I've I've seen podcasts attempt that. I've seen YouTube's attempt that. But the way that Drake does it, it's presented in like, I won't say a pretty package, but it's definitely one of those things that's eye-opening to see as, you know, a fellow creator myself, just how he maneuvers giving people the space to tell their own stories without inferring or giving them a conclusion to come to. And for anybody who isn't, too familiar i think you should check it out the podcast is called everything culture and it's thing not thing because somebody will be like oh i'm typing everything with an i no it is everything t-h-a-n-g culture and drake i want to shout out to you as well give you your flowers not just because we friends and it's you know it's always gonna be free promo but just allowing myself the space to listen to other people's stories allow me to be like okay this is where I've even gone wrong with both the, the men he's had on the show, the women he's had on the show, and just even his own stories. And it's not just a podcast for me. I feel like he's now more on TikTok as well. So you can watch him live and he talks to people. He was talking to uh, a fellow, I forgot his name. This was on Monday night. They were just having a casual conversation, just having not grown talk, but like having a conversation that you would expect adults to have. When I say adults, meaning... 22 year olds can have this conversation 
40-year-olds can have this conversation. Your grandfather would probably have this conversation. And it was surface level, but it was also thought-provoking. And stuff like that adds value. So he's also, again, a reason for the idea of the topic being some of y'all need therapy, not a platform. No one's saying that you need to sit on that brown couch with somebody to kind of like figure out what's wrong or right with you or anything like that. I'm not saying I'm not diagnosing anybody, but I'm definitely saying some people really need to ha- have a, a moment of clarity when it comes to like the social media and the podcasters, because what they do is they don't realize the audiences that they have. And once they start spewing out things that they really don't believe in, it's just clickbait. There are people who in the real world would apply that to their everyday lives. So you have people who are, saying, oh, I never eat at the Cheesecake Factory, or I won't date somebody who's, you know, less than six feet. I won't date a woman who can't cook and clean. A lot of that stuff is projection because they feel as though when they hear it from social media or people that they trust on social media or what they've heard on the podcast, that it is the law. And it can't be farther from the truth because a lot of those people have never really had those experiences. And they, to me, aren't even in a position to tell other people when they haven't fixed themselves. Um, I wrote in my notes that there are a lot of negative thoughts or ideas of like marriage that come from podcasts. Just from my personal experience, I've heard a lot of people shit on marriage and how people should never get married. You should just be poly. You should be this. You should be that. And it's like, but they've never been married. They've never actually had the experience of being married at a courthouse, being like in general, they've just never said I do. They've never had to exchange vows or honestly be in a relationship with a person that wanted to have the relationship back. Mm. So that that was my kind of like like overarching reason for this show because again, it's not just marriages in general. A lot of people aren't practicing what they preach. So for me, like one of the positive podcast that I tell anybody if they need to listen to outside of she gets a podcast cozy womb podcast you know with Patreon Bay and obviously loud mouth stereo because I mean shameless plug right like Drake is like at, at the top of the top of the list um Baylor um he is the reason why I truthfully I can say I changed my scope of podcasting and went from being just a dialogue to a time capsule and Shan said it a few minutes ago like I feel comfortable knowing that when my kid becomes 10, 15 years old and they say, you know what, I want to hear what daddy used to talk about. They can go, and yeah, they'll get a couple of laughs like, oh, daddy was kind of wild child, but they also know there's some balance there, right? And that, that's all I really want just for my personal, you know, selfish reasons. I would hope that people who are 23, 24 don't have to feel like they're always going to be 23, 24 because eventually you're going to be 30. You're going to be 35. And you're like, dang, like I'm, I'm burnt out because Either I had too many of the same experiences or I had no experiences that could have changed my outlook on things. And that, that's pretty much all I had. Uh, Shan, what about you? Do you have any like positive like platforms of podcasts that you would say? Um, I think if you're looking for a positive podcast, you're going to have to look for them. Um. There's a lot of great creators out here who are not talking about the same thing. Uh, if you find yourself listening to podcasts that keep talking about the same thing, uh, then go in the search. It's just like 
if you're looking for new music, you go search for it. Everything great is not going to be given to you. I think we're going to still have podcasts popping up looking for shock value, um, looking for um, what's the most craziest thing I can say in order to get clicks and views. Okay, let me tell people that I don't wash my legs, or let me tell people that I don't use wash rags, or let me tell people that I only wash my hair twice a year. And you're going to have to treat it like a bad toddler in a store. If you want them to stop, if you want them to, you know, move on to something else, ignore them. Don't even give them the clicks. Don't give them the views. Um, Just like, you know, a business that you want to boycott, don't support it. And I think the more we keep supporting it, the more we keep making something a conversation, the more we keep giving women who wouldn't even date themselves just a platform to talk about their list. They're going to keep doing it. Because me personally, if I like a man and I enjoy him and I want to get to know him, you could take me to the park with a honey bun or a bag of chips and we could chop it up all day. And I'll tell men this till I'm blue in the face. If a woman likes you, it's not really about where you where you take her. It's not about what you drive. It's not about how much money you make. It's about you and your time. When a man likes you, you're not going to have to chase him. When a job wants to hire you, you're not going to have to keep calling and asking them, when am I going to hear from? They'll let you know. And so I think a lot of people complicate things and don't allow time to be the guide of, okay, is your work going to pay off? Is your time going to pay off? You don't even research the shit that you're about to get on a mic and talk about. So why are you surprised that people don't want to listen? You're not talking about anything that your audience that are that is listening to you would want to hear about. There's a lot of podcasters that will sit and say, oh, I don't know who my audience is. I don't know what their age range is. Um, I don't know where they're from. I just do the podcast. I don't pay attention to that stuff. So you could have an audience that's between 25 years old and 40, and it mostly be women, and you have like 16% men, and you sitting there talking about, you remember Tamagotchis? You remember Game Boy? <laughs> and then you're going to wonder why your your numbers are going lower or somebody doesn't want to listen. People that are 25... 25- to 30 or in their 40s they're trying to figure out how the fuck can i retire before i'm 65 because this government got me fucked up Mm. where do i need to be putting my money or a lot of people don't even know that this government this 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 quote-unquote old ass president is gonna be completely okay with these banks not having to pay taxes hello And what is that going to look like for us putting our money in there and then being able to do whatever the fuck they want? Mm -hmm. But everybody's worried about Stanley Cups. Everybody's worried about um, 
what they're going to do with their tax money, how they're going to spend it, what are they going to buy, or what's the new scent at uh, Bath and Body Works? Like, who cares? Yeah. Who cares? There's people in Rhode Island two days ago watching their house float down a fucking stream. Yep. Like, it's, 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 it's other shit that is more important and people are acting like we didn't all watch a, a month and a half of visual on the phone swipe up suicide, uh, killings and bombings and kids with their heads cut off and all of this other shit while we were trying to enjoy Christmas. Yep. Like, I, don't, I, just, I just feel like there's so much other shit that can be talked about on podcasts outside of who you screwed last week, outside mm-hmm. of what positions you like, outside of the fact that you prefer Starbucks over Dunkin' Donuts. And it's just mm-hmm. like, I live in America, but I'm starting to understand why other countries despise Americans. <clears throat> because you know it's, very, it's very easy for us to be distracted. It's very easy for us to um look at the shiny thing that's in the room now and ignore the shit that really matters and so a lot of times what looks like suffering for us looks like a comedy skit for the rest of the world to look at exactly it's sad but true very sad but very true uh we have a voicemail so i'm gonna play that one and then we can get up out of here for the night here we go yeah, I think another term that comes to my mind when I think about these podcasts is um, trauma bonding. Mm. Um, you know, you listen to somebody else who may have gone through what you've gone through, and then they, you know, talk about it to most extreme levels. And, and that, you know, one thing I could think of is the um, gender war. Um, the, men, the men do this or the women do this. And, you know, people that have been really hurt by somebody, um, but probably didn't see their role in it, you know, and how things kind of turned out. They come across somebody else with a platform and talk about how some somebody did them and they bond over that. It's like trauma bonding and that's just what's going on. So, you know, they have somebody that they feel like they can relate to and somebody that's actually listening to them instead of them going to get help. That's a fact. That's an absolute fact. Uh, I, I think we've said everything we could possibly say um, just in regards to just this topic. Um, the only thing I could possibly say at the end is uh, just don't believe everything you say, you know, everything you see on social media. A lot of people are playing a role. Um, I had to discover that, like, even in the early stages of Young, Black, and Bothered. Like, yo, am I just putting out certain content because that's what people are resonating with. That's what people like. And then I was like, oh, but what about the stuff I like? What about the stuff I want to talk about? And luckily, you know, around that time, Shane comes around and she tells me, she's like, great, like, what do you want to talk about? This is when we were talking about Loudmouth and what we were going to be and what we were going to discuss on the show. And it started to evolve into conversations that I can look back at now from like 2019, 2020, 2020, you know, 2021. I'm like, yo, we're in 2024, and I can go back and listen to those episodes and see the growth, right? Mm-hmm. And 
I, I guess my last little talking point here is like uh, some of the the best therapy are people who will hold you accountable for the things that you do. Because when I say people, meaning your friends, your, your coworkers, people that you trust. And when I say trust, meaning they're not going to always tell you what you want to hear. Like Shan's told me plenty of times, hey, Greg, this ain't it. Like you got to get your shit together. You got to figure this out. And having that is a great form of therapy to have that accountability partner, that person who's going to pretty much call you on your faults. That to me is a great form of therapy because there are a lot of people who just, they've never been told that they were wrong. They were never told that the situations that they're in or that they put themselves in is just going to be detrimental or just going to be bad and negative. Right. Or just telling you when, you know, you know, surface level shit, you know, you done fucked up. Right. So (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I just, I gotta, you know, give my friend her flowers for that. Um, as a result, as you can see, we've been consistent so far in 2024 with Loudmouth Stereo. With that being said, I don't really have any last words or closing arguments. I just want to shout out to everybody who listened live. We got John, Big Man 305. We got Cashley. We have Brianna. And we have Vegan for Vendetta. She's new to listening live on Stereo. Shout out to you for listening. Hopefully you follow. We'll follow back. Shan, you got any closing words? Um, all podcasts are not the same. We are not all out here hating the opposite sex. Um, we are not all out here talking about how um our sessions are sexually. And uh there's a lot of great things to learn from a lot of people out here. Find your people, find um someone that'll teach you something so you can get out of your ignorance. I want podcasters to to stop embarrassing themselves and um, learn something. And if you don't know shit about what your topic is, please do not discuss it. And um, that is it. We will be back again uh, this month with another show. Please stay tuned. And if you would want to find us, click on our info on our pages and we'll get in touch. Other than that, that is it. I am Shan. That is Greg. Please support Loudmouth Stereo on uh, Stereo and the podcast apps that you listen to if you listen to um if you don't have a podcast that you like to listen to ta-da! okay um <laughs> we do have a shop that has merch to support loudmouth stereo um and it is loudmouth stereo shop with teespring where you can get your own merch we have nothing to do with the delivery of that you could deliver it wherever the hell you want to deliver it i hope where you are it's warm you have power because there's a lot of people who do not have power tonight in the united states because it is cold and if you purchase a tesla and you live in chicago good fucking luck (laughs) all right y'all we will see you on the next episode peace bye